keep in mind, this woman is 30 years old. 30 years old. What's a cover letter? What the fuck is that? <laughs> God, a resume and a cover letter. Oh my God. What do I have? A, what does she want? Like a PhD or something? Fuck. Why can't people just be simple farmers? <laughs> Why can't they just be simple farmers? You know, I, if I can write on a word on a paper, fuck. I don't know what this cover letter shit is. Fucking hell, it feels like school. God damn it. Maybe I should just go wipe drools, drool off people's faces or, you know, that have autism or something. I don't know. Jesus Christ. I can do it. I can write a cover letter, but I hate this shit. Like when they assess you, fucking hell. Fine, I'll write a cover letter, but it's like they don't pay enough money to ask for for a resume. I mean, come on, it's, you know, I don't know, I get very, like, I feel like just making, like, preparing the resume, and I, I feel like preparing the resume and the cover letter in itself is work, and that's not even the job itself. I feel like the job itself is going to be way more than than preparing a resume and a cover letter. What am I doing, Michael? Maybe this isn't for me. I'm sorry. I'm going to think about this before I send. Well, every time you come on over, I just want to listen. I know you've got some issues and I know that you just miss him. I got a fever just to see you feeling like a stalker And didn't know I'm really good at making you feel awkward This this is about to pick up Mutually Awkward Podcast Michael, last time you were on the show you had a buddy named um, AIDS AIDS Soggy AIDS Soggy, that's correct AIDS Soggy, he has AIDS And he's like uh, slowly losing his mind Uh, How about you give the listeners a, a little recap of the situation because you wanted to be on the show specifically because there's been an update. Oh, well, it feels like almost old news now, to be honest, because it's been so long. But like, so basically, AIDS Soggy was one of my first friends that I had when I moved to Israel. I didn't know he had AIDS at the time. Um, he was quite, he was like the Kramer of my life. For anyone who watches Seinfeld, that's like the, you know, it's Kramer. So, um, you know, he was very strange. He was, he was, I thought he was like really gay for the longest time. Um, he would, he basically lived in a storage compartment because he got, he couldn't afford to like rent the room out anymore so they kicked him out i moved in and he moved into a storage car uh, a, a storage compartment like between two two uh, rooms and uh so he's like you know a nice neighbor he came and he introduced himself and he's like, oh i have some uh, i have an ashtray in a in a bed desk if you need it and i'm like sure yeah so he started being very giving and then he started asking for like a lot of things if he could like borrow my water if he could like cook something in my house I remember one time he came with a pizza. He's like, Michael, can I cook this pizza? And I didn't know his living condition at the time. And I was just like, no, you can't cook your fucking pizza in my house. You know? And then... um, That actually wasn't too bad because cold pizza is pretty delicious. Yeah. No, it was a frozen pizza. You know, like a Tony's pizza? 
<laughs> Which is pretty yeah. fucking disgusting, if you ask me. Get your frozen pizza out of here. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, and he was like, Michael, can I use your shower? I'd be like, no. Or he'd be like, can I use your bathroom? And I'm like, no, you can't use my fucking bathroom. Then when I found out that he was living in a storage compartment, it had no electricity, no running water, and there was like a hole in his wall that showed the outside. And, and you know, I'm not a very good friend to him because I never really respected him. And I just had like no one else at the time, so I clung on. So even when I found out about his situation, I'd still say no. Like, no, you can't. This is weird. You know, I made new friends and, you know, I ate, I would never introduce them to Aid Soggy. He, he, you know, I, and I don't know why I, I started becoming like really amused with his story. And I think that's why I kept him around for so many years because his life was so turbulent that I wanted to see what would happen next. And I never really cared about him as a friend, which is really sad. And it makes me like a bad person. So he was just kind of like an entertaining mess for you to to observe. How how did this guy get AIDS again? I I, I really love a good story. That's the problem. And um, <clears throat> he got AIDS because he was having sex with whores unprotected. <laughs> and he said one of the whores was a transvestite whore. And I was just like, you stupid motherfucker. You know, like how how could how could so why would someone have sex with a whore unprotected? And. <laughs> And, uh, and, um, what was his logic? He was just like a, a mess. Like he's dysfunctional. His sister was very mean to him. His brother, his father died. His mother was like a, a, a walking carpet. You know, she was a, <laughs> <laughs> a walking. Wait, what the hell is a walking carpet? A Chewbacca? Is that a Chewbacca reference? Never mind a Star Wars reference. All right, better yet, she was like a she was like a carpet that everybody walked on. That's a better way of putting it. Uh, why you know you know it's funny because like it seems like okay you moved to israel to get away from it all right yeah but it seems like you just found yourself another joseph yeah no there's many josephs here i mean pixie was like a joseph as well who i actually saw this weekend i'll tell you about that later don't you think it's kind of strange that you always just find yourself there's always a weird one there's always like a fucked up one but I think these are like the characters of life you know like like I know like right now I'm like kind of mixed up with this group of like artsy motherfuckers which through through association and for me they're not characters you know like I know the real characters like I could take you to the seedy underbelly of the city to find like the real pieces of trash that are really interesting you know like like you're just like someone trying to put on some kind of facade I know the real people that's what I feel like telling them sometimes you know wait wait so like yeah but just in case people are confused that I, random, I, I mentioned this random guy, Joseph. Um, it's funny because I was talking about Joseph last weekend because we were talking about Scientology. And I just brought up his whole tale. So, so pretty much Joseph, Joseph is Michael's first aide soggy. He was probably brought up on this show before. Son of a prostitute, a grandmother who has a John Wayne shrine. Um, got caught up in Scientology, got, was a pro wrestler for a while, an amateur wrestler for a while. Was He's a camper uh, now. Lives in Texas. I don't, um, he was Ash Ketchum on, in, on Hollywood Boulevard. Now he's a sex cam 
I don't even know what they're called. A sex cam performer? Is that what they're called? He's not even only, he's not like the only one I know either. Like I know a friend of mine over here, she does that too. Like that's her job. Like she's been doing it for like five years. She's like a, a sex cam worker. She's amazing though. She's a phenomenal person. She she came out of the sex cam closet recently. Like for the longest time, we just thought she worked in tech. And she finally came out like, oh, I was just thought everyone would judge me. But I've been, I've been doing the sex cam for, for five years. Well, I mean, I guess that is technically using technology. Yeah, yeah. she told me a, a lot of fucking great stories, how she like, how to like communicate with this guy with Down syndrome and it's her job to like keep them on the line for as long as possible. So she had to like keep this guy in the line and, and she said afterwards she cried for like 20 minutes. She felt so bad for him. <laughs> taking his money she has to make sure he, he has to, she has to make sure he doesn't come like to hold it hold it no yeah but anyway back uh, to Itsagi. anyway he start last time i hung out with him he was losing his mind he started seeing like signs like like what would be like he started seeing like um what would be a better a better way to say this he started like like um seeing signs and messages and like just normal looking things like he saw a stop sign he's all michael i can't walk down this block like we were walking to a bar that i wanted to go to and, and on the way there there was a stop sign in the street nothing abnormal but he stopped and looked at the stop sign he's all michael i can't walk this way i'm all why he's all the stop sign right here then i'm all like it's just a fucking stop sign you motherfucker well let's walk you know and um he's all no it, there's something more to it i'm all, i'm walking fuck you so i kept on walking and he was like screaming down the street like michael Michael, no! You know? It was like a bizarre <laughs> moment in life. Like, what the fuck is going on? You know? Like, who am I hanging out with? <laughs> then he started talking about, like, masturbation and how it's ruining his life. And then he didn't, wouldn't light his cigarette because it was Shabbat. He's like, I can't light my cigarette in Shabbat. And he's not even religious. And he started talking, like, really crazy. Why was he saying masturbation was ruining his life? Because, um... Uh, he thinks that he hasn't had a girlfriend in, like, uh three years or something because he's masturbating too much and I think that's probably part of it for sure but I think it's also part of it that he lives with his mother he has no job he has AIDS it's like a number of things and he's going crazy you know yeah those are um, some additional factors that are not so attractive he's 30 years old and he's he's never had like a respectable job he's only worked like at you know cafes and security jobs and shit 30 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep repeating 30. That's fine. Eh, eh. Oh, but you're successful. It's fine. <laughs> that night, I pretty much decided, like, I can't be his friend anymore, you know? But then I kept on talk contacting him on, like, Messenger and, like, WhatsApp. Like, he would contact me, and I, I was saying, like, what's happening now? And I realized how bad this was. Like, you know, like, he he would tell me, like, Michael, you're my best friend. And I was just like, and I'm not your, and tech, like, really, I'm not his best friend. I'm not even a good friend to him. And, um... He told he ended up like keep holding his mother captive, like inside of her their apartment. It's a long story. It was a uh, it was Israeli Independence Day. 
And, um, you know, one night is like crazy partying all over the city. And then the next day is like a family event where people throw barbecues and all that kinds of stuff. And his, him and his sister and his mom were having a barbecue on the rooftop. And, you know, he got in a fight with his sister. And apparently his sister is always antagonizing him. I don't think it's true. So she runs into the room. And her room is on the rooftop and his is below. So when he goes back to his room, she calls the mom and says, come back up let's eat but then soggy won't let his mom up he's on no tell her she has to come here don't you're not gonna you're not gonna go up there his mom wanted to go to the roof and he wouldn't let her so his sister called again you know she called from the second floor and she was like um she was like if he doesn't let you leave call the police so then you know she ended up calling the police on soggy and when the cops came he was like screaming and holding his mother on the floor and they were like knocking on the door and he wouldn't let them in and and she was like screaming like let me out and eventually eventually he did let her he did open a door for the cops and the cop beat him and took him to jail And then he was like, then when he got out, he was only there for like 24 hours. When they released him, you know, of course they kicked him out of the house. And I found out that he was living inside of a senior citizen's van. (laughs) So so some old person's van? Yeah, like he has one other friend besides me who's like an old man who sells carpets. (laughs) (laughs) And that's probably because the old man has nobody else to talk to. I met him. He actually seems like a nice old man. Like, no, all the old mans, all the old, all the old mans, all the old men, they all hang out like at McDonald's for some reason in the morning. And Soggy would go there and he'd talk with all of them, you know, and he he would like, you know, those were his friends. You remember telling like, Michael, let me introduce you to some of my friends one day. And we went to McDonald's. He started introducing me to all these old men. I was like, oh, hi, you know. Uh, but you know, I mean, old men, old people do that here too. Like, I've I've gone to the McDonald's here in K Town, and it's full of old men. Like, I think it's because the coffee is so cheap. Like, they're and it's free refills, so they're just all like hanging out there with free coffees, just congregating, and you know, probably talking about the good old days and their nonsense. And also, I remember along this. Like, I also remember just to go off in this small tangent, like. It was like back in the old days, like maybe this episode of Mari was on TV and it was like this girl was complaining, like, oh, my boyfriend, all he does is hang out with old people and now he dresses like old people too. And he comes out wearing like a fedora <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, what? He's like, all he does is sit all day. I, so I, I imagine them hanging out in Brooklyn. I don't know why. I don't think they were because they're on Mari. And, and he's like, I like hanging out with old people. I get their life experience. I like hearing their stories, and like they, you know, I, they just talk about life. It's it's real, and like, and I, and he was probably like twenty three. <laughs> he's like, and he's it's like, look, he's dressing like an old man. And you know, like all old people, like after a certain age, they just start dressing the same. Like they start wearing like slacks and like you know the Mister Rogers sweaters. Well. Not even that nice, though. But yeah, in a way, like a more—they always dress like a shittier version, like of... the baby blue sweater. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that, but like a shittier version. Because I mean, Mister Mister Rogers is like the greatest human of all time. Paperboy hat, the paperboy hat. Paperboy, yeah. <laughs> Spectacles. <laughs> I can see myself as like when I'm like sixty-nine, 
<laughs> dressing like that. No, you know what? Totally. When I'm an old man, I'm going to dress like that. I love that style for old people. Like, I don't want to be, like, we're going to be, like, I sometimes I thought about, like, uh, the other day I was thinking about our generation, and I was like, we're going to be some fucked up old people. Like, we're not going to fit into the old mold, you know? Which is really sad, because I love old people. I feel like we are. You have to. What? You can't be, you can't be, like, six, you can't be 69 and still wearing skin-tight jeans. This is impossible. Yeah, but you know what? Think about all the tattoos. Think about all the women you're going to see with tattoos all over their bodies. And guys as well. I mean, they had tattoos in the old days. I mean, you know, Grandpa Jerry had a tattoo. Yeah, but it was like one classy tattoo of like an eagle with two rifles or something. And it's called... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, for the first time in my life, I ended a friendship. Like I'd end like a relationship. And I like text Soggy. And, and, and then he was like, he, he was like, oh, Michael, you want to hang out? I'm up, Soggy, you know, I'm not a really good friend for you. We probably shouldn't hang out much anymore. You, you know, you don't need me in your life. He's like, Michael, that really hurts. Why would you say that? And I was like, you know, we never really had anything in common. And sir, and I, and I said, like, I never enjoyed hanging out with you as much as I hang out with my other friends. And then it just got like silent. And then he's all, he's all, that's not true, Michael. And then I'm like, Sagi, maybe we shouldn't be friends anymore. You know, he's all, and then he just left a message. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, and I just went like, that's cool. <laughs> you know? And I was like, and I was like, and then I, thank you. And you know, I was doing it for his own good because he doesn't need a friend like me. And, and it's probably not healthy for me to keep like this negative presence in my life just to see where the story's going. So I, you know, <laughs> after that, like, you know, after that, I blocked him on WhatsApp, blocked him on Facebook, erased his number. Like, I just wiped him out of time. And is that the end of it? Or was did, did he come, make his way back? That's the end of it. Now, apparently, like, um, I got one last text. He said he was living in a hostel. And he asked me if I knew the hostel owner, which I did. And I just never replied. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I will give you kudos that you are actually really good at uh, breaking up with people. Like, that's something I've, I'm not good. I've never been good at breaking up or turning down. Or just, you know, being, you know, doing that, giving people the straight truth. I, I'm always, I'm always like kind of dodging the question or doing the old Vincent fadeaway. Oh, it was, it was terrible. I know. Yeah. I'm always, I've always been good at this. And I, and, um, I, for the longest time, I kind of enjoyed it. Like I like Daniel and Mary, I love the ex I love like building up the frustrations and just like, like, you know, like super Metroid, like the cannon, like how it builds the power. I love like building that power. And then one, one day waiting for the moment when I could just unleash it all and just wipe them out completely from my life. <laughs> oh, Daniel and Mary, uh, but I felt really bad about the soggy thing. Like I was on the bus home and I remembered like 2015 when I was going through my big depression and how bad my life was and how I, I really just needed friends and how nobody was there. And then I thought about soggy and felt like maybe I was like his friend and I abandoned him. And now if he does like commit suicide, you know, like I was like, fuck, like I felt really fucking horrible, like gut wrenching, horrible after I did that to him. Uh, but you know what? I think that whole suicide fear it's someone everyone has. It's like when someone's like, you know, when someone's in an unhealthy relationship and the guy or girl, they're always like, if you break up with me, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah, yeah. Or I, I even knew this girl who had like, she has like a YouTube channel and this guy became obsessed with her. 
and she, you know, she like, uh, oh, she's like, is she like added, is she's like telling me about him. And he's like, she, he added him on Facebook, added her on Facebook. And then he's like, and she's, he started being really weird. And, and he said, if you do this to me, if you unfriend me, I'm going to kill myself. And she became really paranoid, like, oh, I can't do it. And it's like, you know what? I feel like that's an empty threat. It's like, you know, I feel, that's like, honestly, like, I feel like real people who kill themselves, they don't do that. No, real people who kill themselves, if someone kills themselves, and I, I told myself this, like, if he kills myself, you know, it was going to happen anyway. It would have been inevitable. Like, I have no control of this. <laughs> exactly, and he he doesn't I mean, yeah. threat. The the worst part about it is he's very optimistic, and he listens to like a lot of optimistic music, and he always tries to see the bright side of things, even when his life is going so fucking down. And and I think he never threatened suicide, never, and that's the problem. But he told me he tried he he, he tried to commit suicide when he was a kid, but his parents caught him. So it's like ah oh, shit, you know, like shit. <laughs> but you know what? That's totally unhealthy. Like. I mean, it's always good to always try to see the glass half full. But, you know, if you're feeling depressed or feeling shitty, I think it's, 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 you have to realize it's okay to feel shitty sometimes. It's okay to feel shitty. It's not wrong if you feel bad. And you shouldn't try to make yourself be, oh, I'm optimistic, even though, even though I'm dying. I don't know. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like if you feel if you if you're feeling bad and shitty, you know, feel that way until it's over. It's like Eric from Frank and Eric says, you know, that's why he never drunk his sorrows away because it's important to feel things. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with that. It is important to feel things, you know. Which brings me to a second topic, which is hippies. Not real hippies, like the ones I stayed with in the hippie commune, but the the, the trendy city hippies who put on this big act. I, I started um. I rekindled this, like, I don't know what you call it. Like, it feels like there's something more, but I guess it's just a friendship, but it's definitely moving in a certain direction. So I, I, and I rekindled with this girl that I knew from a long time ago, and she, like, welcomed me into her group of friends. And, um, you know, like, I like her. She, she's very nice. And um, I hang out with her on the weekends and shit. And um, all her friends are, like, really hippie, like, artsy types of people. And, like, the hippie movement is such a big thing in Tel Aviv. Everybody's really going for that hippie shit. And, and uh, my friends aren't. You know, they're just T-shirt and jeans, smoking weed, and not giving a shit about anything, you know? What's this lady's name? Um, let's just call her Rachel. <laughs> 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 oh, that's fine. All right. Yeah, you don't want me to look up any pictures. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll send them to you. On, on, I'll send them to you later if you want. It's, I don't mind. All right. So, Rachel. So, Rachel, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining her looking like Jennifer Aniston. She looks like just a, a, you know, a pretty Jewish girl, you know? Like, stereotypical Jewish girl. You know, she doesn't <laughs> look like Natalie Portman, but, like, you know, she, who's, who's someone? Like... I don't, I don't know. Like, Carol Kane a little, I guess. I don't know. But she has a great personality. Mm. So anyway, I'm hanging out with her and her hippie friends. And, and there's something so phony about these hippies. Not her, but them. Like, they're so peace and love all the time. And I feel like they're really missing out on, like, you know, life. Like, anger and jealousy and, you know, all the bad feelings that you need to experience as well, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like I, I showed her this, I showed her this video that I, sh- I, I told, I told her to watch the documentary on Charles Bukowski. I was like, Charles Bukowski's one of my favorite writers, you know? And, 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 um, 
and she'd watched it and she was like really outraged by it. She's like, I'm kind of offended that you would even like this person. I'm like, no, yeah, and, and, yeah. And in my heart, I was like a little offended that she didn't like him. I was like, Charles Bukowski's great. There's this video where he's like kicking his wife really hard though. He's like, you fucking cunt, you fucking whore. You think you're gonna go out on me? Where, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, like. I mean, it is messed up. But it's Charles Bukowski. And, and, <laughs> and um, you know, like, and I would tell her about, like, life in L.A., and it'd really shock her, like, the things I'd tell her, you know? Like, she's all, oh, it sounds so horrible, you know? <laughs> <laughs> what, did, what did you tell her? The bum masturbating on New Year's Eve. <laughs> all the horror stories. Skid Row, the time me and Joseph saw a dead body, the time there's a drive-by outside the school, the time some gangster hit me up. Like, every single bad story. All the homeless people. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Jonathan's, Jonathan's blowjob in the car. <laughs> Everything, you know? That one time we saw, like, a guy get, get shot, like, in Hollywood Boulevard we were driving by. Every bad thing I brought up. Like, everything that's, like, like yeah, yeah, you know, I live in a really rough city. Like, that's a, like, yeah, when I was, where we lived on Clark Street, I would hear, like, gunshots once in a while outside the window in the bar. You know, like, I would bring up all the bad shit. And then she'd be like, it sounds like such a horrible place. And then, like, they, they then, like, you know, she has, like, one friend from New York. And, and, and um, he's all like, oh, LA's terrible. LA's a terrible place, I tell you. I, I went there. It's really horrible. Then I started like, getting really defensive. I'm like, no, LA's great. It's a great city. And, like, nobody understands. <laughs> Because I just told like a bunch of stories. I'm like, you know, like, no, it's great. You know, it's better than New York for sure. You know? And, um, so yeah, like I hung out with her, I hung out with her like this weekend and we went with her and her friends and we went to like a clown show trying to be funny. We all agreed it sucked. (laughs) I just keep imagining, um. Lestrada, when you say a clown show. Yeah, it was kind of like that. Yeah, it was a show of clowns in this little auditorium. We went and, um, you know, it's weird. Like, like she's really in a community. Like, everybody knows each other everywhere. Like, she goes to one cafe, everyone knows each other there. The clown show, she knows half the audience, you know? It's a kind of weird you know like I don't have that in my life you know unless it was like the smell kind of I guess but like you know it's like oh I have my like select group of friends and you know it kind of gives me vibes of kind of like little beatnik days or that book you know um, Friday Nights at Enrico's where it's just you go to a cafe that's full of writers who know each other yeah, you know, and and I'm no doubt, like, they're all, they're, you know, a lot of them do, like, poetry slams. I've heard what they did because I went to a poetry slam. That's where I met her again. I met her at a poetry slam that we went to because I wanted to, honestly, I wanted to judge the other writers. And, and, and I wanted to, like, you know, be like, yeah, they're no good. And most of them weren't. <laughs> and I know all her friends. I know them all. And they all talk so highly of themselves. They love talking about what they're working on and their art. And, and you know. I know, I sit there and I'm like, you know, I'm a better writer than all of you put together. And, and then when they ask me, Michael, what do you do? Well, I write short, short stories and shit. That's like all I tell them. That's all I tell them. Nothing more. Do any of them actually get paid to write? No. But, you know, like, I don't work at writing artistic shit. I write feminist articles, you know? That's my job. I write feminist articles. Oh, I think you, you wrote, like, I don't know, you, I think you wrote a like top ten shit about pop culture 
Oh, well, I write for a bunch of different websites, but under the same company. One of them is a college site in which I do write like top 10 shit for pop culture and college ones. One of them's a feminist site, so I write a bunch of feminist articles, which is like, wow, 10 years ago, I would never saw that coming. But no, I agree with a lot of- I feel like you were the least qualified person to write on that subject. I know, but you know, and then I write like an article about like raising a single child, being a single father and raising a child. And, <laughs> and, and I write one about like just daily news from all over the world. So I could just choose like news topics and then, um, then I have my other job still too, the part-time job and not, you know, that's just uh, the self-help shit. The, the, the self-help writing yeah which i have no heart for anymore like i i just don't care about it like i give them like the shittiest little articles so i noticed on um, one of your uh, facebook posts uh the legendary you know the what the legendary one who got away carla left a comment yeah yeah she did yeah you were back in touch with carla i did and i kind of regret it why? Because like you know, like nothing's gonna come of this. It's obvious, and like and and like and like I just you know, it was better just not knowing. There's like some kind of romanticism about it. Like oh, you know, it could have happened. Now it's like now it's like concrete. Like no, that's never gonna happen. You know. Does she still seem like a person you would want to be with, or does she's like, or like, oh, it's like, oh God, no, 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 no. A nice girl, you know. Like, um, I'm open to every type of person. You know, she wears short skirts. She like, you know, she appreciates money. You know, like, uh, she's nice. <laughs> appreciates money. <laughs> no, you know, she she goes to like the fancy clubs and she knows like a bunch of expat guys and like, you know, she really cares about like, like uh, financial stability and like, <laughs> you know, like she really like she she treasures the material. That's all I could say. It's the complete opposite. The complete opposite of uh, Rachel. Yeah, and she she really uh, she really uh, she she only dates expats. I mean, that's something, <laughs> right? That means something, doesn't it? Um, but the girl Rachel, you know, she was born into like a lot of. She's like really wealthy. Like she comes from a wealthy family that had maids and like like she's from Georgia originally, not the state, the country Georgia. Okay, <laughs> thanks for clarifying. Yeah, and like her father got arrested for like embezzling like a million, like millions of dollars, and, and now she's never gonna see him again because he's in prison. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like you know, like there's like a part of me that has like a chip on the shoulder about like rich people. Not anymore, but more like it used to be this way a long time ago. And now it's like I'm just very open about it. Like, oh, it's cool. Like, I remember when I first met her, like back in 2013, we were friends for like a few months, you know, and I think things were going somewhere. Like her being like rich bothered me so much. It was like, you don't like in my mind, it'd be like, you don't know what real life is. You don't know the struggle. You know, I was raised in a single bedroom apartment. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, but I think that's like a stupid way of thinking now. Like, I've grown out of that for sure, you know? Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it totally doesn't matter, you know? Uh, yeah, well, so, uh, yeah, that's the AIDS Soggy and uh, Rachel Saga. How was the Zine Fest, by the way? Oh, well, okay, the Zine Festival, whew. 
So yesterday was LA Zine Festival. Um, I went there as a volunteer, and it was at the LA Market Center in downtown LA. Um, what what a great day! So I first of all, it's what is it? It's Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> Remember Memorial Day. <laughs> and, um, so you know, I get there at 7:30 in the morning. First of all, waking up at 7:30 in the morning on a Sunday, like I just I, I rarely see the world that early. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was a it was a pretty great event. Like super packed. Um, saw a lot of familiar faces. I was mostly working at the information booth, like at the main entrance, which I loved because that means I was the first face. Well, it was usually me and another volunteer, and it was just, you know, shooting the breeze all day. I was the first face people would see coming in, and I got to talk to a lot of people. Um, I did see some old faces. I saw the lead singer of Manhattan Murder Mystery wandering around. Wow, I haven't thought of that band in years. They're still doing shows. Really? They were good. Yeah. They had energy. It's funny, I never see I never go to their shows. I've been going to shows, but I haven't seen them play. I just haven't had the right data. But but I was like, I saw I, I, and you know he still looks exactly the same, you know, wearing a hoodie, a giant long beard, and of course wearing the beanie. That was a long time ago. That was like at least five, six years ago. Last time I saw yeah. them for sure. He was there by himself, wandering around. Where do they play? They don't play at the smell, that's for sure. No, I see them. I, I, I see them post shows about playing like at La Cita. Ah, they they were more. They played at the Fair Space once. Yeah, they played at the Fair Space. I think I saw them at some other. We saw them at some other random venues. I think we see them at the the satellite. It was the satellite. The satellite, yeah, the satellite. Which I, oh, I was there a couple of weeks ago too. You were at the satellite. Yeah. How is it in there? Is it still like blue, like very blue? <laughs> Uh, no, but it was like a weird night. It was like a, it was like a 90s dance night. It was like a 90s dance party that I went to over there. So tell me this. Is the, the fair space is gone now, right? Fuck, yeah. That's tragic. I think that was the best venue. That was my favorite well, one. But there's a bunch of new venues. I haven't been to a lot of them yet, but like, it seems like the new scene is like moving to Highland Park now. <laughs> Highland Park? Really? <laughs> That's a shock. Yeah, but, but no, like, there's a lot of bookshops there. Breweries are opening up there. Gentrification is taking over Highland Park. In college, that was like a ghetto, like Highland Park, you know? No, it's becoming like, it's becoming like the new, it's, it's almost becoming like, it's, it's becoming like the new Echo Park, but with like good tacos. Ah. So I went to, um... Jerusalem recently and I haven't really been there in like three years Jerusalem over three years I didn't go there and um I didn't go for the I, I didn't go for the whole year because Jerusalem was always I never really liked it but I uh I rekindled the friendship with Pixie <laughs> oh god like like I got one run one, rid of one insane motherfucker, and then like you know I just needed some insane motherfucker in my life, you know like like there needs to be one friend who's like fucked up and he has to be there, and I know I haven't talked to him in like over a year, but he reached out and he continuously reached out to me like Michael, how are you doing? Why don't you come and hang out in Jerusalem? I moved here, and I was like I hate fucking Jerusalem. It's full of religious people, and and you know I always thought you know and and I. 
you know, it's full of religious people. It's full of religious. He's, he's another son of a prostitute, right? He is also a son of a prostitute. His father is a client as well. <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> so I met him there. I met him there. And we walked around the old city, which is really beautiful. Went to an Armenian restaurant. He showed me all the Jerusalem stuff. Like, and you know, what? Jerusalem isn't so bad. Like, a religious person even said hi to me, and I was like, shocking. Like, oh, a religious person said something nice. Like, usually they're like dicks. So you know, I kind of think differently of Jerusalem now. There's a lot of hills, which kind of sucks, because you know, I like walking on flat ground. That's cool. <laughs> <You're> like, yeah. <laughs> Too many hills. Forget this. I'm going home. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, wait, let me finish telling you about LA Zine Fest. Oh, for sure. Yeah, go on. Okay, so yeah, um, it was yeah. I met some cool people. Saw people I saw a lot I haven't seen since last year. Um, anyway, so there was a little bit of drama at the end. <laughs> Apparently, like so, like they had hired like a security some some security a security company to be like security guards watching over things right and there was supposed to be like an all woman like security guard force but it ended up, there was like two guys there and I think they were both like from Nigeria they were security guards as well yeah okay from, so these Nigerian security guards and apparently they started going to like um, like the girl volunteers and being like can you take my can you take a picture with me please take a picture with me and at first they were like okay with it, but then they said, they take more, take more pictures, take more pictures with me. Amazing. <laughs> and they, the girl started getting uncomfortable. We didn't even know about this until after cleaning up. Yeah. And then apparently, and so like one of the volunteers would have went home, she texts like one of the organizers, like, I feel really uncomfortable because he kept taking pictures. One of them tried to kiss me. And she was a, she was six, she was a sixteen year old volunteer. <laughs> and, 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 she, and she said that he, he he was trying to kiss her and he got her phone number. Oh no! And she was like and she was like really scared. Oh no! And I was like and such organizers like don't ever and the organizer she's like a, she's she's like a she's like a middle school teacher for her like regular job. Yeah. And she was like, tech, she got into full teacher mode, like, don't ever give your number to a strange person, and like, don't, you don't have to be super nice to people. But God, this guy, this guy was trying to like, a sixteen-year-old, Jesus Christ! How could you tell though? She could have been eighteen for all he knows. Give the guy a break. Even though you're 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 a security guard, and that's the thing, when you're sixteen, you I think you imagine security guards having more power than they really do. You know what? You know what? What? Give the guy a break. <laughs> oh, God. He's a pedophile. He he's not... You know what? He didn't know. How, what, he knows this is a 16-year-old girl. You know, he's just out... He has a shitty job. He's a security guard. Have you ever worked security before? I'd rather be a whore than work security jobs. <laughs> I'd rather be a man whore, you know, for, for other men than work as a security guard. That's a horrible job. I wanted to kill myself when I was a security guard. Now he just wants to get, have a night of fun. He doesn't know this girl's 16. She gave him the number. You know, he he's Nigerian. He doesn't really understand what the fuck is going on there, you know? <laughs> Well, obviously, she should block his number. She should step up and be a, you know, be a woman and be like, fuck you, like, get away from me, instead of being all passive and shit, you know? Well, I guess, I, I guess from now on, like, yeah. Calling the organizers? 
You know what you were saying? You know how you were saying how Aid Soggy was like looking at signs and shit? Yeah. Remember that one time in like I think we were like we were in downtown and we were going we were going to a bar and you started walking in the wrong direction. I'm like, dude, where are you going? It's this way. And you just had a meltdown. Like I don't know where anything is. Dude, I was in the darkest place of my life then, man. Like my mind was going to shit. It was a horrible time. Oh yeah, I mean, you literally were. Lo- I mean, you and you would just not let it go that whole night. You, had, you ended up, you were, you just ruined the night. You went home, like you were like. Because nothing like that ever happened to me. I mean, it's a very scary thing. It's like L, it's like dementia or something. Like it's like it's like you getting lost, walking down, walking to the West Covina Mall or something from the apartment. But yeah, and so oh, so so, so at some point I'm taking a break at the Zine Festival, right? Yeah. And lo and behold, I see a table was full of wrestling zines and I kind of just lose my shit. I'm just looking at them and like you open it up and you see like stories of how this, like one of this, and, and, and I talk to the guy and he's like, yeah, actually this is an entire wrestling distro. All I do is make wrestling zines. Amazing. And, like, yeah, it was amazing. It's like, a, it's like, this is a zine I've been wanting to make. And like he has, like, one of it is like a mini bio of how he got into zine, like, got into wrestling in the nineties and like how he got out of it. And then, like, he got back into it when, like, one day he was at, in a cafeteria and he heard some kid blasting, like, Shawn Michaels' theme song. And, like, oh, like, I'm, I'm planning on sending them to you, like, when I finish reading them. Because I, I think you'll get a good kick out of all these zines. I feel like I can never get into wrestling again. I feel like maybe there was a point where I could have in, like, 2007 or something or 2005 but like that ship is long sailed. Like no, but a lot of these zines are about like 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 throwback wrestling. Oh, that's good. Um, I've been really into Cinemasker lately, though. Like 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 what culture so yesterday, man? Like I've been watching like Cinemasker reviews every night before bed and stuff. Fuck you know you know my old roommate James used to watch Nostalgia Critic all the oh Angry Video Game. Um, yeah, that's his character, right? Yeah, I, I watched almost all of those. They're good. <laughs> his channel is, yeah, I was watching his, I went to his website because he has more reviews on his channel. Yeah, so many. <laughs> yeah. Oof, I mean, and it, honestly, I, I pretty much agree with every opinion. I, he's like, like, you know, like, I wouldn't want to be him because I don't want to have that much stuff. But like, since that's his passion, like... Like, I gotta respect that. His life, though, is ruled by something that, at the end of the day, really doesn't matter. <laughs> that's the that's like the sad that's like the sad part. Like he has all these movies, all these CDs, video games, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's just it's just a bunch of shit. Like it doesn't matter. Like it's cool, but like, like you know, it's just a bunch of shit. Like it's like, yeah, you know. I mean, I guess he has a wife and a kid, so his life isn't a complete, like, shallow... That's, like, his, that's like his, uh, his uh, saving grace, you know? <laughs> you're all... But at the same time, you're a big fan of him. I, yeah, but I can never live like him. But I, I think he's amazing. <laughs> I love his character. I wish I was his friend. <laughs> I think we... I mean, I feel like we all know, like, a, a guy like him. Not, like, a very grandiose, like grandiose like usually like they're from West Covina and they don't do much but they just have a lot of knowledge about shit Derek Derek Clark yeah 
I mean, I've, I've never hung out with the adult version of him, so you'd have to fill me in. Well, you know, he all he does is play video games, eat fast food, and he, uh, you know, what else? He's a, he's a, he supports Donald Trump. <laughs> he's still not fat, is he? No, he's very thin, but one time we went running in the track, and he couldn't run one lap. He was, like, gasping for air, dying, getting dizzy. <laughs> he drinks nothing but exclusively Dr. Pepper. I mean, I feel like diabetes is definitely in his future. Oh, man, but he has a beautiful niece. And I could say this now because she's 19 years old. She was like 17, like, two years ago. And I thought she was, like, really beautiful. I was like, wow, you know? Wow, this is like a... And I felt like such a perverted motherfucker for even... Wait, is that, is that his sister's daughter? I was like, oh, no, you know? But she she was like a breathtaking beauty. <laughs> <laughs> breathtaking. Wait, is that is that um is that Catherine's daughter? Yeah. Well, there you have it. I mean, Catherine, uh, who's Derek's old. Derek, first of all, is her like childhood friend. Derek's older sister was probably the first woman that I was sexually attracted to as a first grader. For sure, she's very she's very beautiful. Um, but her name's Jeanette, right? She went. I don't know. She keeps switching back and forth. But like, if I remember, like, of the women I was, I mean, I remember the first women I was attracted to. Like, there was definitely I could remember the first girl my age that I was attracted to, the first TV television character I was attracted to, and the first like woman, like, or I mean, she was probably in high school. But like, you know, the first like real life person, adult, older than me person was her. Yeah, yeah. You want to know something very strange? What? Every year in elementary school, from kindergarten to sixth grade, I, I, I had a crush on a girl. Not the same girl either. But honestly, I think right now, if I tried, I could remember every single one of their names. I go through the, go through the list. Okay, kindergarten, there's Karina. Oh, I hate that name. Yeah, it wasn't a good name. Um, first grade, there's Jessica. I mean, it's not a bad name. It's pretty basic. No, that was second grade. Second grade was Jessica. Yeah, Jessica's a basic name. First grade was... Um... Wait, did you say Karina was first grade? No, she was kindergarten. Oh, I'm getting it backwards. My bad. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So kindergarten was Karina. First grade was... Uh, it might have been a Jessica as well. Then second grade was a Jessica. Um, third grade... A girl named Liliana... Fourth grade, a girl named Sarah. Fifth grade, Liliana again. Um, sixth grade, um, sixth grade. I think I like the teacher. <laughs> who, 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 who is your sixth grade teacher? Mrs. Roberts. <laughs> Fuck, I have no, I, I have no, I have no uh, image. I, have, I don't remember. Tall, pale skin, like she looked like she was from Orange County, and uh, but uh, that was it. That was sixth grades. Okay, let me see if I can remember. I don't even think. Okay, let me see. Kindergarten. Well, it's funny because I think you you had I think you had crushes on girls way younger than me. Because kindergarten, I don't remember liking anyone. First grade, I don't remember liking anybody. Second grade, I remember. A girl liking me, but I was and I was like disgusted. Third grade, 
I had a Sarah as well. Fourth grade. Ah, fourth grade. I think I think that was like the, I think that was the height of the bullying years. I think I was just going through too much misery. <laughs> there was always what's her name, though, right? You know, what's her name? I forget her name. What's a Green Day song? What's her name? Uh, you know the one. Cassandra? No. You know, the, I even had a crush on her. She would come and read to us as a kid. Um, oh! You're, the, oh you're, the, you're thinking of Amanda. Amanda, she was beautiful. She was a fucking uh, treasure. Uh, uh, let, us, let us say that it was us as sixth grader, as us as the same age. Not, we're not saying a sixth grader now. Like a child, but like back then, as a child, she was like a fucking goddess, you know? <laughs> she, was, she was literally like the one everyone wanted in the entire school. Sure. Oh, and we can't forget Tanya. Okay, you're, you're, you're jumping way ahead. Oh. Uh, okay, so I think, yeah, okay, I think I became obsessed with Amanda like everybody else. Obsessed? As everybody was. I mean, no, and you know, at that age, guys, like, I don't know what to do. Everyone was, there were people who were hopeless. Like, I don't know what to do. There's, it was a hopeless so, time, you know? I remember um, this Sarah girl, like, I remember, like, in fourth grade, praying to God at night to let me have sex with her. I would pray to God at night. Like, I don't even know what sex was, but I know I wanted it with her. And I'd be, I'd be like, praying to God, like, God, please let me have sex with her. Please. You know? Uh, fuck. That was, um... <laughs> Saved my daddy from cancer. Saved... Let me have sex with him. Yeah, and I would, like, envision, like, terrible things happening, like, the whole school blowing up and, like, me rescuing her. I would totally, like, envision this in my mind. <laughs> and then she got really fat in, like, high school, you know? <laughs> like, obese, you know? <laughs> so sad, tragic almost. Um, I remember um, when I was in kindergarten, there was like this hot girl, and she was hanging up, up, like she was hanging upside down on the monkey bars, and like her skirt lifted up, and like her ass was exposed, like through the panties. I remember like grabbing her ass, like viciously, like, and then running away. <laughs> she was like screaming, like, ah! and I just like ran. I was like, oh, <laughs> horrible, horrible. Oh, it's kind of oh, Jesus, dude, that's a very rare. I was like I was like five years old. What do you want? You know, you see something you like and you go for it. You're five, you know. You're a horrible person. I was five. What do you want? Oh, oh shit. That's always like a funny memory to look back on. Um, I gotta go. Like in five minutes, should we like do some kind of Michael's musing or something? Or oh wait, okay, quick, re- okay, quick review. Um, your thoughts on Twin Peaks's return? It was great. It was nice. I'm going to watch the other one maybe tomorrow. Yeah, I have no, hardly any time. I have a gym membership you're... now, by the way. Oh, for fuck's sake. You're a gym person now? The gym is so gay. Like, it's just gay people everywhere, which I have no problem with. Yeah, but, like, me and, my, like all my, me and my two best friends got gym memberships together. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I, you know what? I, you, can't, you know what? I kind of... Ju- okay, first of all, I'm not judgmental. With that said, I judge people who go to the gym, and I judge people who run. I was like, I go to the gym, I go to... I I hate how... They both bother me. I don't know why. I don't know. 
I, I like it. Does he get a bicycle? Does he get a bicycle? And I'm taking care of my roommate's dog a lot, and I love this dog. It doesn't have the soul of the dog. It has a soul of a human. Like, it reminds me of myself when I look at it. It's quiet, it's scared of everything, awkward as shit. Like, a cockroach <laughs> ran towards it, and it ran away, you know? It's beautiful. It's a beautiful dog. Is that the dog that you post every almost every day and you made the Australian video of you like on the outback finding the dog? Yeah, he's so bashful, so shy. Like a dog ran towards him one time and he cried. He was like, oh, you know? <laughs> like he's afraid of everything. He's so awkward, like perfect for the podcast. Uh, well, I don't know how you get a dog on the podcast, but... Uh... <clears throat> He's like a cockroach ran towards him and he got scared. I took him for a bath today. I took, we have shower stations in Tel Aviv. They're like little buildings, like laundry mats. You put the dog into this machine and it's like a little box and you like wash him with the hose and like, you know, it's like a car wash. They have dials, so you dye shampoo, sleeve powder, conditioner, rinse, and then you like blow dry the dog. It's amazing. It's only like 30 seconds. Uh, <laughs> uh. Uh, well, I mean, it seems like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it seems like you're really attached to this dog, so. I love the dog. I love it. I love him. His name's Hideo. <laughs> it's named after a Japanese movie video, um, Japanese video game director, Hideo. That's his name. Hideo. That's what his owner named him. <laughs> Have you watched any of the movies? No, it's a video game director. Oh, video game director. Oh, fuck. What the fuck? I didn't even know video game directors were famous. Yeah, me neither. So, okay. Uh, so, um, okay, I'm looking at your Facebook now to pull uh, Michael's musings out. Um, I did notice that you posted a, a, an article from thehardtimes.net. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. It's good to see that you like that website as well. You know what? I'm going to be honest. I only posted it because I'm, like, friends with this punk girl with, like, tattoos. I really think she's really attractive, and I knew she'd like that. So I'm going to post it and get, like, a like from her. <laughs> did, you get that, did you get that like? I did. Is it... Is it let me see, because because Paige liked it too. So, um, oh, is it oh, it's Nurse Soffer? Yeah. Oh, I can't see a picture of her. All right, well, congratulations. <laughs> using using the system for your advantage. Yeah, but you know, okay. <laughs> so like, so like, <laughs> read the read the best musing that's to you. <laughs> What do you mean? Posting to get a like. I know. I'm getting old and I'm turning fatherly. I feel like that's something dad would do. Oh, God. Catering to your audience. You know? Uh, like just a little uh, reminder. Like, don't forget me. Even though she has a boyfriend. Oh, God. I know I mean, I'm on standby, so I'm not worried about it. Mutually awkward right there. Um, okay. Um, let me see. Um, let me see. Okay, May 26th at 5.07 p.m. in Azir, Israel. Michael's musings. Michael, his Facebook musings. Mildly hungover. The Michael finds himself en route to Jerusalem on board a... Moni Shirat. That's a that's a service taxi, a Shirat. Okay, Amani yeah what you said. Also here is a driver blasting our sim music 
12 screaming Filipinos and a broken air conditioner system that shoots out warm air. I am in the back, smashed against a tinted window, and I'm drowning in body heat. As I look out the window to the passing landscape, this feels much more like a train ride. <laughs> also wait. Uh... Needless to say, under this, under this calm, cool, collected, and hungover expression is a panic attack. <laughs> and then he replies, we just hit traffic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, well, that was, that was a hell of a post. Um, this has been Mutually Awkward Podcast 68. Um, the next episode is going to be the big 69, so... Stay tuned. Farewell. And keep it awkward. Shut up,